This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Paradise is what it's about. If we test the relationship, I'll know for sure. I mean, we've tested it multiple times where girls wanted to talk to him, and he said no. This is the ultimate test. Even, like, I remember when I filmed The Bachelor, I was in my hotel, and the producer was like, it'll be fine, like, it's great. I'm like, I don't think you guys understand, like, I don't know if I can compete. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Like my biggest fear was making it the first night, mm-hmm. you know? I'm Tammy, I do X, Y, Z, but I'm also happy to be Asian too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the way I'm trying to look at people and myself, you know? Cause I can't measure things of like my childhood traumas of wanting to be blonde hair and blue eyes. Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Sydney, and I'm so happy that you're here. We love to talk to inspiring people, people that you may have seen on your TV screens, and just people I find super incredible and entertaining. And one of those people today, we have Tammy Lee from Peter's season of The Bachelor and this most recent season of Paradise. And Tammy has been on the podcast before, um, but her and I bonded so much, and you guys loved the last episode with her. If you haven't listened to it, make sure that you do as well. But I wanted to have her back on and I wanted to get all of her insight on just what went down on this paradise season. Because honestly, from a viewer's perspective, because I just got to watch this one, I didn't have to participate in paradise. I loved this paradise. I found it so entertaining, interesting. I loved to see the couples that came out of it. I loved the drama, again, because I wasn't a part of it. Um, But I just really loved this season. And I'm excited that Tammy agreed to come back. Um, I think she's awesome. We get into, obviously, all of her relationships that she had in Paradise, one particularly with Aaron, just what happened with them, how they hit it off at the beginning and were dating for a few weeks' time in Paradise World, and then how she jumped ship to Thomas and just what her mindset was around all of that. Because, again, as a viewer, that was fascinating to me. Um, So I get to hear the behind the scenes from Tammy, just what her perspective of it was and what it really meant um, for her jumping ship to make out with Thomas like she did. And then obviously I had to ask her about the eventual breakup with him and what went down and how she felt about it and all of the juicy drama that happened on Paradise. I asked her about why the heck she let Thomas go on a date with Becca. Tons of great information there. So definitely share this episode with someone who is a Bachelor fan, a Paradise fan. And even if you haven't watched the season, I think you'll definitely get a big kick out of this episode with Tammy. She gives so much insight along the Bachelor franchise and just how filming Paradise works, how the relationships work, and how things can really progress quickly in that environment. We also definitely talk about all of the I feel like the theme of what Paradise was was everyone kind of calling each other out, especially in regards to the Brendan and Piper situation, the Ivan situation, all of everyone was just kind of calling each other out, which I really appreciated. 
I felt like that was a breath of fresh air. And Tammy was one of those strong personalities who was a part of those conversations. And I really appreciate the way that she represents herself in the franchise and on television. So I think she's such a great person to interview today. So I'm excited for that. And we get into this conversation towards the middle of the episode because Tammy was quoted, and I'm not going to give it away now. And I could relate very much to what she said, especially as Tammy is full Vietnamese and is representing that in the franchise. In my time, I felt like I represented at least the half Asians um, in the franchise. And that role, whether people realize it or not, you feel like you have a lot of pressure on your shoulders by doing that. Um, especially when you look around the room and you are one of few people that look like you. So I think what we talk about with Tammy today is super interesting and a great insight into how that feels within a franchise that is so large and so powerful and the pressures that we tend to put on ourselves. And I think that anyone that puts pressure on themselves in life in general can relate to the conversation that we have. So I'll just speak from personal experience growing up. Um, I had a wonderful upbringing and um, I came from a mixed race family. So my mom is from Ireland. She's Irish. She's blonde. And then my dad is full Filipino, was born in the Um, his family um, was from the Philippines. So I had two mixed uh, cultures sort of in my household. And I loved that. Got to have like two different experiences with each family, which was incredible. But then I think because my mom was blonde and I looked up to her, I always perceived as a child that because my mom was blonde and to me that represented beauty and what I what I strive to be then I somehow internalized I wasn't as good especially in my friend group because all my friends were blonde or were um, Caucasian or whatever it was I just perceived like oh I am not as good as them because I don't look like them and that is just like childhood stuff that's just like the the messages that you kind of tell yourself when you're little and those things tend to stick with you because they become beliefs. Whether those beliefs are true or not, they stay with you and they tend to, I think, manifest themselves later on in life as some things that you need to overcome or things that could be blocking you from your success or from achieving the things that you are striving to. So I think with those beliefs in the back of my head of thinking like I'm a, not good enough because I am not like this girl or I'm not like my group of friends or B, I'm not good enough because I feel like I always have to work harder than everyone else to achieve the things that I am working towards. And what's funny is that looking at that now with like 30-year-old eyes, I don't find those as truths. I don't think that I am less than or that you have to look a certain way to achieve certain things. But me as a younger child, that's just how I perceive the world. So now I knowing that and looking back on those feelings and those beliefs that I have, I have to rework them for myself in order to be successful in life, in order to not hold myself back just from feeling like I'm not good enough. Because I think that whether you realize it or not, if you have any beliefs about yourself that you could be less than, that you're not good enough, those ultimately will hold you back. Whatever those beliefs are centered around, they can be different for everyone. But when you're entering any situation and you have those hangups about yourself or you are secretly not trusting the things that you're doing or you're secretly judging what you're doing or you're just you don't feel like you can measure up to what you're trying to achieve naturally you'll just hold yourself back because i think even if you don't fully believe it right away you have to go into whatever you're working towards whether that's a promotion whether that's a date whether that's just trying to achieve some goal in life the best way to go about it is from your most confident and empowered self And when you lean back on those old thoughts or old patterns of thinking, it's easy to hold yourself back because your mind will just go right back to what it's used to, what it's comfortable with. So the opposite of putting yourself out there and not trusting those old beliefs and not leaning back into those patterns of self-doubt is very difficult and you have to actively not let yourself fall back into them. But I've noticed that once I've reworked that for myself, when I stop thinking from those old 
child Sydney self that I tend to move forward a lot quicker and achieve much more just because mentally I am present and mentally I am just believing that I am deserving of whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. So all this to say, um, we talk about this a lot and in depth in relation to what Tammy talks about on the show. So I wanted to share that like if you are out there and you have beliefs, whether they're from childhood or even now that you may not be lining up or you feel like you could not be good enough to achieve certain things. I just share this to show you that it is possible to over- overcome those beliefs and those doubts that you may have, which a lot of people can have um, depending on what whatever they are. They're different for everyone. For me, when I found that I've reworked them for myself or I've checked myself on leaning back into those old thoughts and those old thought patterns, I have found myself to be much more successful, much less in my head about stuff and just way more present in what I'm trying to achieve and and in the moment of whatever it is that I'm doing. So long-winded as usual, but I just hope that we are constantly trying to push ourselves out of old ways of thinking or out of not feeling like enough because everyone listening is worthy of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. You're worthy of bettering yourself and bettering your situation, whatever it is. And just make sure that you are your thoughts and your beliefs are reinforcing those things because they will only help you if you are just believing in yourself. I think a lot can change and the world can look a lot differently when you're coming from that place of believing in who you are and what you have to offer to the world. So that is my something to share. Please enjoy this episode with Tammy, guys. Before you go, if you could leave a five-star review, it helps us to get this podcast out there in the world, to get more people to listen to it that need to hear it. So share it with a friend, tag us on social media, and I will always repost you at Something to Share Podcast or my Instagram, Sydney Lotuaco, L-O-T-U-A-C-O. And make sure that you like the podcast on Apple so that you can get informed of new episodes every Wednesday. So without further ado, guys, here is Tammy. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tammy, welcome back to the podcast. A beautiful repeat guest. Um, You were a favorite, so I had to have you back to talk about all things paradise, but I just wanted to catch up with you. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Um, How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Just, you know, same old, same old. I think you're doing a lot more than I'm doing, which good for you. Um, yeah, I've been staying put, but you've been all over. How's it been? Yeah. It's been, life has been very crazy right now. Um, just like trying to keep up with myself, I feel like, but day by day. Yeah. What was the goal for being bi-coastal? Like what did you hope for, um, for having two places? I always wanted to be bi-coastal and maybe it's because I have commitment issues, but mm. Um, but I wanted to do business in both places. Like I wanted to live in California. I actually wanted to move to San Diego, but that Mm. just under different circumstances didn't work out. Um, and I still love New York because 
it's like my home. It's what I know. All my businesses are based out of there. So I'm like, you know what? Why can't I just live in two places? Yeah. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that and do business out of both. So that is a true boss move. I mean, that's perfect. You just get over the winter, you just pop on over to your other condo in LA and vice versa. I love that for you. Um, yeah, but I would just get pissed if I was in one place and I had a shirt in the other place. Then that was the only time I would probably get mad about it. But <laughs> I had a surprise, like last minute meeting in Tampa mm-hmm. and I was in New York and I switched all of my summer wardrobe to California. So I only had sweaters and everything in my New York closet and I had to buy new stuff because I was flying to Tampa, which was 90 degrees. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the first world problems here. <laughs> we'll take any excuse to go shopping though, but well, either way, I'm happy that you're here. Let's just jump into – because we didn't get to do this with you last time. We have a little segment at the beginning now. Um, I ask everyone to bring something either from their nightstand, surprising, or with an interesting backstory. So, Tammy, what did you bring? If you don't have it, I get it. It could be packed away. What do you have to share with us? I feel like mine's not that exciting, but a lot of people get interested with this. My alarm clock on my nightstand is a bomb alarm clock. Mm-hmm. So there's two pieces to it. Um It's the alarm itself, which sounds like a fire siren. And then the other one, it's like a piece that you put underneath your mattress and it shakes your mattress. You wake up because I'm such a deep sleeper. I (laughs) Yeah. So I get afraid when I wake up and I'm like. (laughs) So you you have probably like panic dreams those last few seconds while you're asleep that you think like the world is ending. The crazy thing is, is that I think I'm so used to at this point. I've slept through my alarms. Like my neighbors were knocking on my door one time. They're like, are you okay? like the fire alarm's going off. I go, that's my alarm clock. Oh my God. Um, Before you had this tool, what was the craziest thing that you've ever slept through? Probably work. I mean, I feel like everyone does. Oh yeah. There's nothing worse than that. What did you say? What did you say? You know how like when you are sleeping and you know that you're late and it's for mm-hmm. work and then you wake up and you're literally just like freaking out. Yeah. You got an eyebrow. Um, it was always a lot. That's the worst. I used to teach like really early in the morning, like 5 a.m. You'd have to wake up at 4.30 to like get there. And not, there's no worse feeling than waking up when the sun was out because you wake up that early, the sun is not out yet. So when you're waking up to the sun, you know that you messed up and you know you slept through some things and then you look at your phone, you have 20 missed calls. There's no worse feeling. So I get that alarm system. I used to have like one alarm in my room, one across in a, like the other room. So just in case one of them didn't line up, but I would still sleep through it sometimes. So yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, Besides that, anything lately that's been on your heart or mind? It can be related to what we'll talk about today or just anything that's kind of been weighing on you. I don't know. Do you ever feel like if you're ever doing this like whole life thing correctly? Oh, yeah. I I think of that all the time. Like, what am I doing? Like, is this smart? Like, why am I living in two different states right now? Like, what is going on? I'm spending so much money, but it's like, can I afford mm-hmm. this? I can because I work so hard. It's like literally just a constant battle in my mind. I'm like, what am I doing right and wrong? But I don't know. I'm wondering for you, Tammy, because you seem very aligned and like you're, you're very like strong-minded in your decisions and how you do things, which I really admire. So I'm wondering like how do you know to make those decisions for yourself? Like how do you know to make that leap to have two apartments? Like you seem not to not have a lot of fear around your decisions. So how do you do that for yourself? Gosh, I, I think I don't even know. I think that's the question. That's like why I'm, I'm feeling this way is because I'm like mm-hmm. I just do it because I I know it's the right thing to do. But like me in the present moment is like this is this is a lot right now. Yeah. You know, I knew that like if I stayed in my small hometown, I was I was outgrowing the small circle that I put myself in, and like mm-hmm. to grow, I expanded that. Like I have to make the leap, and like things like this, like moving across the country at the same time as rebuilding a house. Um, it was just the timing of it and it was the right move, even though it feels like everything's really crazy right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like those are the best decisions, you know, like yeah. in those times. I so, agree. I Do you feel like, you know, when like crabs, for example, they shed their skin or whatever, and then they're in that in between where they have like no shell. Do you feel like that in between right now where you're just kind of like raw out here <laughs> figuring it out? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that all the time, but no, that's exactly how I feel. I think um, just cause like, I, I have so much going on every single day. I like forget to be very present. And then mm-hmm. I when I finally step back and I look at everything, I'm like, what the heck is going on? What am I doing? But I think that's like my empty shell moment, you know? Like, Yeah. I think that all the pieces will settle. It seems like you have a clear, like almost internal idea of where you're going maybe. 
maybe it's not very clear to you right now, like thinking about it, but it feels like whatever path you're kind of going on just feels like a decision that's just like within yourself. I don't know. That's for me looking on it from the outside because that, I mean, anyone looking at that who isn't like you would probably be like, what the, how is she doing all this? Like, how is she balancing all? Like, I would find it very inspiring, but um, I don't yeah, know. I appreciate that. And I, <laughs> I read my messages like sometimes in the comments like this is so cool it's amazing it's inspiring and like I wish I felt that way about myself because like I feel like I'm not doing enough I should be doing better like blah 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 but it's just a lot I'm very hard on myself but that's a whole different problem yeah I mean that's very normal how old are you Tammy 26 26 okay so you're not into that like Saturn return stage yet or when everything kind of gets thrown up in the air. You're kind of in a good sweet spot. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with you being bicoastal. I feel like you're gonna make it. You're gonna do you're gonna be great. I'm excited. I know that I'm gonna do just fine. It's just like being in the moment right now and like figuring it out is very scary. It's kind of like when you're like practicing before a sports game, but like you know you're going to win. Mm -hmm. You know, you go in that mindset, but like getting there is just like there's moments of doubt, like, am I going to get there? Or absolutely, I'm going to get there. You know, it's just like back and forth. Yeah, it's like kind of trusting it. But I mean, that is super inspiring that you're even admitting that because some people would be like, oh, yeah, I have two apartments and everything's great. And I was at that event last night and we met up with all the bachelor people and everything's great. But like, you're being honest about it. Like, it's hard to do that. Like, I talk to people a lot about relationships when they move for those things. Like, yes, it's great, but it's also like that change is very difficult to kind of adjust to no matter where you are at in life. I agree. Well, well, I'm excited to keep watching. But um, I appreciate that. Obviously, we have to get into paradise. Oh, man. (laughs) So like I said at the beginning, welcome back to the other side of it. When you were on here last time, you were thinking about it. You were like not sure if you were going to totally make the decision to go on the show. So like what were your like hangups on potentially going back on the show? And ultimately, what made you decide to go on to Paradise? Um, I think as we know, there's one of the alarms. (laughs) Nope, it's my um, work phone. (laughs) Um, as we know, like my last experience, like on The Bachelor was a bit hectic and very traumatizing, like the backlash that I got, you know, so I was like very hesitant on putting myself back into that world again. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, you know what, the reason that I went on the show in the first place is because my life is so crazy. And like, for me to like set aside time to date, mm-hmm. I would have to give up one of the million things that I do. And the only time that I would do that is like, if our phones are taken away, we're in quarantine, like that kind of thing, you know? And mm-hmm. I know that sounds so stupid. Is it, is dating doable in my life? Absolutely. But I just wouldn't push myself to do it unless it was like a situation like The Bachelor or Paradise where like you have to remove your phones, focus on this relationship. All you can focus on is being here right now. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge um, like step for me because I would never do that in my real life, you know? Yeah. So that's why I decided to go because I'm like, you know what? I, I'm at a point in my life where I love being alone. I don't mind it at all, but it would be lovely to be with another person. I haven't, I've been single for six years. Mm-hmm. So I think like the, my life that I built was so good that I want to share it with someone, you know? Yeah. I love that. It's like having a partner to share in all of the things that you've built on your own that you guys can like build each other up and support one another. I love that idea. So with your intentions of going to paradise did you try and think about like okay this is how I was perceived on Peter's season this is how I might have like done things right or done things wrong and did you take that into account for how you kind of went into paradise or were you just going in like another great experience here we go we'll see what happens like what was your mindset going into it you know what I even though I really hated that COVID happened you know because we were supposed to go to paradise like when everything hit yeah I'm very happy that it did because it gave me time to really process everything and like make adjustments to me, my personality, like the way I deal with things. Um, so I went into it like thinking, okay, I'm not going to be involved in any drama, but I knew deep down, like, I don't want to ever lose sight of like who I am because as it's perceived on TV, it's extremely overdramatic. Um, but where I see looking back is like that person stands up for her friends, is very loyal, stands up for herself, doesn't back down on things that she believes in. And that is what I wanted to portray more rather than the drama part of it. That's mm-hmm. always going to come with the territory, though, of being a strong personality is like you are going to get into some arguments because you're not going to agree with everyone. And I won't stand down and just nod my head to things that I don't agree with, you know? Yeah. So I didn't want to 
stand back and be timid and be scared because of what happened last time on Bachelor. But I also wanted to make adjustments of how I wanted to take those situations and um, handle it in a more mature way, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want yeah. to still perceive the message. I am a strong person. I stand up for my friends. I don't back down. But the way you go about it makes such a difference. You know, and I think this time it was just way better than The Bachelor. Good. Yeah, I saw that side of you for sure, like especially with the uh, little tiff that you had with Victoria P. Yeah. And it was you and um, what is her name? The other blonde Kelsey. girl. Sorry, I'm blank. Kelsey. You and Kelsey kind of stood up to her and called her out, and I really appreciated that. And I feel like the theme of this paradise was everyone kind of calling each other on their bullshit, right. which I really liked. And I did. I do agree. It wasn't like from a place of drama. It was like I see you. You're doing things not how I would or how people would like you to do them. And these are the issues I need you to speak on them, which I really appreciated. Did you feel like that was received well, one, for it seemed like it was for for relationships with like the other girls or like just as friends. But when it came to relationships, I think that's where it kind of got a little wonky for you. How did you feel about that dynamic in the house? I don't know. I feel like Paradise is meant, obviously it's a dating show, so we're here to date people and find our person. But like at the same time, we live with everyone there and like, I want to be a friend before I am a girlfriend, you know, to everyone. So I Mm -hmm. think that me standing up to like Victoria P, even like some things that we didn't get to see with like the whole Natasha issue. It's just that that's who I am, you know, that I laid all of myself out on the table and I really wanted to like have the audience see like a 360 version of me. Like I can be a friend and I can Mm -hmm. also be a lover, you know, like that kind of thing and try and create like a, a balance with that. I mean, I tried my best with the whole romantic part of it. I mean, both guys yeah. were great. You know, I don't have no complaints. It's just like, I just didn't end up being their person and they weren't mine. You know, and that's yeah. okay. I tried my best and that was, I wouldn't have known unless I tried. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you can only commend yourself for trying. Yeah. And I think what you set yourself out to do on Paradise, it definitely came across. I definitely want to talk about the relationship. So talk me through it. Like what happened with you and Aaron at the beginning? Like you guys seem to be hitting it off well. Like how was your relationship? How did it build? How did it kind of start? Because they don't show everything. They show like little bits and pieces of everything. So how did you and Aaron initially start before we get into all the other stuff? Funny enough, um, I I was, you know, looking through Katie's guys and I'm really good friends with Katie. I'm like, I know they're probably going to be down there first uh, day because of like the timeline of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, Aaron's really cute. Like, that's like definitely, I don't really have a type, but that's the guy that I would definitely go for. So I was like, you know, talking about him on podcasts. I asked Katie about him, but I didn't want to like set anything in stone because I didn't want to like perceive this like fantasized image of him and like him not make it to the image that I put him in my mind mm-hmm. as to be. Mm-hmm. So it came down the first day, like everyone was like oh basically Tammy's married now like they're so cute together like one of the most solid relationships this is like the first day and I'm like I don't know like we'll see great it's just like he wasn't giving me the romantic side that I wanted to find in a partner like I have tons of guy friends you Mm -hmm. know but I feel like that's what the level we were at and I don't know if it's because he doesn't have like much game or whatever and maybe we just weren't like vibing we're very two different people Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know. He, there was nothing wrong with him. He was great. It's just like he just didn't give me everything that I was looking for yeah. in a partner. Did you verbalize that to him at all? Because I know that's hard too because it's like the first few days, you everyone wants to be like cool and like play it kind of casual and not try to latch on too quickly. But if you like someone, you kind of have to do it quickly. Yeah. Did you like verbalize like, oh, I'm needing this or I'm looking for this out of the situation or were you guys just kind of casual? The whole maybe time? maybe that is my problem is that I wasn't verbalizing what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I just wanted him to give it to me because I'm like, this is so new. Like, I don't want to be like, hey, I need this, 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 and this mm-hmm. for you to be a person, you know, because I wanted to just be yeah. him. And if it wasn't going to be him, I didn't want to force him into a mold that I wanted as a, as a partner, mm-hmm. you know? And this wasn't shown, but I had a conversation with him um, I put the tree house, I like set up like strawberries, everything very cute. And he was like, still um, like talking to Serena and Victoria, like just like dating around, which we all should, yeah. you know, as I, as I was, but I like really vocalized like, Hey, like, I think this is a really good um, start right now. And I just want to know where you're at. And he did not give me the affirmation that I mm-hmm. needed. And I think it's cause he had the power that uh-huh. week but it's great that things change. But I, I wasn't looking at it as who has power, who doesn't have power that week, you know, because yes, we all need roses to survive the next week. But I'm like, I wanted to find a genuine 
um, relationship out of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So he didn't make me feel good about it. And then was kind of like playing with my, or toying with my emotions almost to see how I would react with the whole Serena C situation. Like, I don't really get jealous. I'm like, if you wanted to go with her, like you, you would anyway, yeah. so, you know, I'm not going to force you to pick me just cause for the heck of it. But then he used it against me the week after and it's like, I gave you a rose. Like I, I let you be here. It's like, what? Yeah. That's not the whole point of it. You don't, you aren't on my lifeline. You are supposed to help me build a relationship that we thought I thought we had. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, there was just so many things that was just like, this isn't clicking for me. I even got the ick at some point. I'm like, you know what? This is just not it. Yeah, the ick is not a um, good sign. <laughs> the ick was, that's when I knew. I'm like, this is not the dude. And I like vocalized that to mm-hmm. him when we were at the pool party. Um, and he just was like, I didn't think this conversation would go the way it is going right now. I'm like, Aaron, you're the one who told me like, we should see other people too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. You should too. But I think this is a good relationship right now between you and I mm-hmm. so that that's why I was so like I mean I knew he was gonna get upset but I was shocked how upset he got when I made the switch to Thomas yes you okay know? so in like your mind you're like I gave you the signs we had the conversations I wasn't really fully feeling it maybe I didn't like spell out every single word of how my feelings were but I thought you got the vibe and especially because he I don't like when people see the rose as like an award from the week before. Like they think like they gave you a gift essentially, which is like, no, that was your choice. Like this is a two-way street here and yeah, I get to be here and now I get to make my decisions this week. So when Thomas came along, like what changed for you? Did you see it as like, oh, I'm just gonna, this is like a new lifeboat or did you see it as like, this is a great relationship that I could potentially have? Like what was your mindset when you made that switch? Because what we saw on TV was like, you were talking to Aaron for those like first few weeks and then all of a sudden you were sitting on Thomas's lap and just making out with him while Aaron watched. So, like what was it actually for you living it? What was your mindset? Oh, how it actually was is that I was talking to every guy on that beach. I even talked to Carl. Like what? Um, I was like, I just wanted to see the way that I was looking at it and the way that I was elaborating it to everyone is like, because everyone was just like so afraid. They're like, this is my lifeline. This is my lifeline with the person that they were seeing. And I'm like, well, if you don't test out the waters with all these other relationships, how do you know where to put them on your pedestal mm-hmm. to measure out who's the better relationship for mm-hmm. you? I would have not known that Carl was in a terrible relationship for me unless I talked to him True. and put him below Aaron. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the way I look at it in my mind. So I was talking with Noah. I was talking with Ivan, everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas came by. Um, I wanted nothing to do with him at first because I egotistical men are my worst enemies because I'm an egotistical man too, you know? <laughs> and I spent the entire day like helping him because I felt really bad. I, I really resonated with him with the whole like villain thing because people were talking so badly of him and like, he didn't, he wasn't here to defend himself the first week. And I can only imagine how that feels. You're being thrown into a lion's mm-hmm. den, not anyone liking you. Everyone's talking crap about you. And like now you're trying to date all these people who have this ill um, feeling towards you already because of what everyone else said. Mm-hmm. So I extended that olive branch and I'm like, who do you want to talk to? I'll help you like talk to them. You know, you want to talk to Mari? I'm like, Mari, you should go talk to like uh, Thomas. Like he seems pretty cool. I don't know. She's like, okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm the best wingman. I think um, I even helped him like talk to Deandra. I'm like, Deandra, you want to go grab breakfast? And like Thomas came with me. I'm like, Oh, I got to go like do something over yeah. there. You know? And it was like them talking. But that night I was like thinking back, I'm like, you know what? I feel such a vibe with Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I didn't want to, I was like trying to like shove it deep down. But I'm like, I think I shot myself in the foot with this one. Cause I think I just friends on myself. Uh-huh. I'm sitting up with all the girls. I told him like, I wasn't interested in him, yeah. like all these things. But what wasn't shown too, is that that more, the next morning he was upstairs by himself getting breakfast. Cause he felt so defeated after Serena's date with mm-hmm. them. And then he got into a fight with the guys that mm-hmm. night I can only imagine how crappy you'd feel. So I talked to him for like two whole hours before everyone woke up because we were up at like five in the morning oh, wow. and you'd have to wake up until seven. So, I mean, you know how long two hours is in that world. Like that's like a that's life. like two days in that world. <laughs> so we were just like talking and like giving him how I experienced like a similar thing. And like, I think he really, really appreciated that because it gave him a different mindset of how to go about mm-hmm. this after being so defeated. I mean, yeah, one thing led to another. And I always go out and get the things that I fight for and want because uh, why not, you know? (laughs) So I went after it. I pulled him to talk just to check in on him. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to feel it out. If he is like giving back what I think that he's giving back, then I will go for the kiss. I actually kiss first. 
you know, yeah. he was hesitant because he didn't want to like step on Aaron's toes. Okay. Smart. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, so wait, I need to know how that kiss was because it seemed pretty passionate. <laughs> so, you know I never mounted a guy before. Until, yeah, is like, that your is that your signature move? That's like my go-to move now is mounting them because when I made up with Aaron first, I mounted him. Uh-huh. He got a boner and he, I couldn't get up. And then when I mounted Thomas, he also got a boner and he's like, "You can't get up right now." I'm like, "I guess this is the way to do it." It's, it's a very them. power powerful move. Then you like know that you have won them over essentially physically, even if you make that move. That's genius. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then when Aaron saw this whole thing go down, were you expecting him to react the way that he did? And how did you feel about kissing him in front of Aaron after you saw the way that he reacted? I t- I know this sounds terrible. I wasn't even thinking of Aaron when I was with Thomas. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the, my main goal was try to be really present in the moment, mm-hmm. explore each relationship and be there. I was only thinking about Thomas when I was with Thomas. And then like afterwards, he's like, oh, like, Aaron's like staring at you. I go, oh my God, like I, this is terrible. I didn't even like think twice about this, mm-hmm. which I should have, I should have put his feelings under consideration, you know, but yeah. I think their beef was invalid. Okay. I was going to ask you if you like took sides on that, or if, like what they thought about Thomas was valid or if it was like a little much from the guys. I think it was a little much from the guys. I think, cause he's an easy person to hate. I'm an easy person to hate too. You know, yeah, it's just like strong personalities. Yeah. Yeah, strong personalities, good at what we do, mm-hmm. you know, semi-good looking, I guess. <laughs> Very good looking. <laughs> good at mounting men. <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, I, I felt terrible afterwards, and I think it was in a promo clip. I was talking with the producer, and good thing I didn't make it to the show because it was very embarrassing. I don't like to cry on TV. Mm-hmm. But I was laying in my bed, and my producer was, like, laying next to me. I'm like, I feel so bad. I was, like, bawling my eyes out. I didn't want anyone of the girls to, like, see. So I was just, like, I felt so terrible mm-hmm. of what happened, and I couldn't take it back. Yeah. You know, because it's already been done. And, like, then it's rose ceremony day, and I can't, we can't see the guys. You know, so I couldn't even, like, go to, like, try to apologize mm-hmm. during the day because it was already rose ceremony night you know so now he's been sitting on this anger and upsetness for an entire day i'm yep. like there's no way back yeah. like and he's the type of personality he'll hold a grudge until he dies yeah 100 percent. yeah he doesn't forget and he doesn't forgive no which is i mean to each their own i don't i don't look at life that way but you know to each your own yeah um so then Fast forward a little bit to your relationship with Thomas and then eventually Becca coming in, taking me on the date. And you were very like willing to let her go on a date with him. You were like totally, totally like, what was your mindset about letting him go on a date? And do you regret saying yes to that? Oh, I really wish they showed this because it really would have helped explain and like get in context of things is when Becca came down, she had her own mini cocktail party because she just arrived like at the end of the rose ceremony day before the rose ceremony started. And she's pulling everyone. She wants to talk to Thomas. Like I went up to go get chicken nuggets and I came back down. He goes, Hey, just, you know, um, they wanted me to talk to Becca. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like literally like plate of chicken nuggets. I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) He goes, but I didn't want to. I told him I don't want to. I go, what? I never thought that he would ever do that. Uh You know? So he gave me that affirmation. He made me feel so good. Mm -hmm. And day after day, like when girls want to talk to him, he goes, Hey, just, you know, X, Y, Z talked to me. I told her I was not interested. I just didn't want to embarrass her, you know, because I'm just like really into you. So then Becca tries to come over to talk to him again later that night. And he goes, no, I'm sorry, I'm good. 
And he told me about it again. I'm like, you denied her a second time? Like, she's a bachelorette, yeah. dude. I would talk to her. Like, what? It just, like, goes to show you how respectful Thomas is, you know? Mm-hmm. And that made me feel so good. That's why I had nothing to worry about. Because yeah. when I'm like, you know what? If paradise is what it's about, if we test the relationship, I'll know for sure. I mean, we've tested it multiple times when girls wanted to talk to him. And he said, no, this is the ultimate test. Is it Becca? Ask him on a date. Hopefully they have a crappy date and then I'll know for sure. Yeah. Like I was ready to like lock it in with this guy if this date went terrible with him, you know, but it didn't. And he really liked her. And who am I to keep someone from their person, you know, yeah. the, the connection that they were meant to have in the first place. It sucks. It really does suck. Cause I was, it's like letting, it's like wanting your friend and rooting for your friend to find love too. Mm-hmm. Cause that is a friend of mine, but also the situation that we're in, it's like, that's the guy that I thought I was going to lock it in with, you know? Yeah. So it was a very tough situation. I thought it was very unfair of me if I didn't let him go on the date. So that's why I'm like, you know what, go for it. Then I'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not really a jealous person. So I'm like, this just sucks yeah. the way it turned out. But I don't regret anything. I think it, it planned out well because, they, I mean, they're clearly in love and together yeah. today. It worked out. I'm very happy for the both of them. I'm actually really good friends with the both of them still. Mm-hmm. Oh, it all worked out. It's very mature. Eventually. Yes, you will. I I feel like it's going to be soon too. It's very mature of you too, because it's like, that is the biggest ego blow, especially because you, your hope would be, yeah, like he's, even if he goes on the date, he's going to want to be with me or be thinking about me the entire time and come home and like, tell me how much he likes me or loves me eventually or falling for me. And that's like your hope, but that's when it doesn't happen like that, then it's just like you question kind of everything. You question all your choices because you have so much time there to think about everything that you're doing there. And it can be a very big blow with ego. And you did say this one thing that was like quoted everywhere that I have it written down. <laughs> I always lose that to girls that look like her, that look like Becca, essentially. And I know this was like a big thing that mostly people on social media like took away from and they could relate to you a lot. And I, I feel like I understood what you meant by this and I feel like I could relate to it. But what is it that you meant by that quote? I didn't think that was actually going to make the show, to be quite honest, because um, I'm like, not many people relate to this. Our viewers are basically Caucasian, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very rare that you see minorities watch the show. So I'm like, no one can relate to this, but they put it in and I'm actually really happy that they did is that I... I'm not insecure. I'm very sure of myself. But when you have this like childhood trauma mm-hmm. of always wanting to be the white girl in your school. And like, I grew up in a very Caucasian um, area, yeah. you know, so people who look like me, there was like far a few in between. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like I've worked 10 times as hard to try to even be the same level as someone who looks like Becca. And I just couldn't, I always had to work hard. I would get there, mm-hmm. but I would have to work 10, like 20 times as hard. And it was just really difficult. I'm up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. I think it makes what I want more meaningful and worth fighting for, but it's exhausting. Yeah. You know? So when I said that, I'm like, you know, of course, of course he wants to be with her, you know, cause why wouldn't he want to be with her? And everything that also I've done is always lost to people who look like her. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't work extra hard to do that. And like, I felt almost defeated because I didn't work extra hard for my relationship with Thomas because I trusted him so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I tried harder, I would have maybe gotten the guy or had a fighting chance. But like, I didn't. Yeah. And that's why I felt so defeated because, you know, I, wa- I wonder if like, if I said, no, I don't want you to go on the day, what would have happened? Yeah. You know? I could relate to you so much from this because I remember my own mindset growing up. I also grew up in a similar place, like very Caucasian high school. And I I remember always thinking like, I wish I was blonde or wish I was born blonde because then I would be cooler than I would be like everyone else. Like, I don't know why. And my mom was blonde and I thought she was like so beautiful and everything. And I like related because I'm only half Asian. So I, I thought that blondness equals cool person, popular person, gets everything that they want. And then I always thought... I had that same mindset and I've been working through this a lot lately actually is this idea of like I have to work harder than everyone else to get the things that I want. Like I always have to work hard and that is like layered with like grades and parents like putting pressure on you and grandparents putting pressure on you and just like feeling like you have to be almost a perfectionist or the best version of yourself to get the things that you want. And I'm trying to myself unravel that and rework that for myself because I I think that maybe that was true back then for when I was little, or maybe it was just something that I perceived and is now um, becoming my truth or keeps repeating itself nowadays where I always feel like I have to work harder and I can't get to where I'm supposed to be. I don't know if you feel like that now or like if that's 100%. What 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that in my mind, I mean, especially with like my experiences growing up in the workplace and like school and everything, like I had to work extra hard to even be looked at the way people just look at a Caucasian girl, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, even like, I remember when I filmed the bachelor, I was in my hotel and the producer's like, you'll be fine. Like, it's great. I'm like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, I don't know if I can compete with these Caucasian girls. Like I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like my biggest fear was making it the first night, Mm -hmm. you know? And like my personality, I really had to count on to shine through, which really did help me. Like I am probably one of the very few Asians of this franchise, you know, the first full Vietnamese person to ever make it even in top 10. But that's because like my personality, it's like me dissociating myself with, I'm just an Asian girl is I'm Asian. I'm Tammy. I do X, Y, Z, but I'm also happy to be Asian too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the way I'm trying to look at people and myself, you know, cause I can't measure things of like my childhood traumas of wanting to be blonde hair and blue eyes, you know? Yeah. But because you're un- unique and beautiful and very capable. And I think that. Yeah, I'm trying to work rework that for myself as well because it only holds me back now when I'm thinking from that place or when I'm those are my beliefs. Because if I'm thinking I'm already starting from a de- deficit, then I'm going to be essentially starting from a deficit if that's my mindset. But I totally understand like going to the house. I was like, well, looking around the room, there's only one other girl that looks like me, and she went home, so it's just me now. Unless he really likes me, then it's probably not going to be me. Um, yeah, so it's no, hard. How I felt, you know. I mean, even when before filming Paradise, I'm like, I feel this way again. Like, I think it's just this world. Like, Bachelor is very, very Caucasian based. You know, it's very like they're not used to seeing people who look like you and I. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult because you're like trying to make your community proud and trying to make yourself proud mm-hmm. and like still be authentic and true to you who you are. Just because like I'm not going to be the same person as an another Asian girl just because I'm Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have very different personalities, um, but. I, I think I said that in the moment because I just felt so vulnerable and like so defeated. And it was just like stemming from a self-conscious, like um, self-conscious place, mm-hmm. you know? I don't feel that way now because I, again, I look at the way as I work hard, I do things, and then I happen to be Asian too. Yeah, I love that. How was that received by your audience and people reaching out? Like, was it a positive reaction? And did that help you kind of work through that for yourself? Or like, what was the reaction from just that quote in general? I think I'll always feel um, a little bit dissociated with Bachelor Nation itself, but a lot of people reached out to me, a lot of Asian viewers and messaged me and were just sharing like their stories with me. Like I relate to this and it like literally made me cry mm-hmm. and I never cry, you know this, <laughs> but it was just like so heartwarming because I, for once I didn't feel so alone. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, everyone has dealt with this and I want to be the person to be like, you know what, even though we all felt this way, we are all very unique and very worthy of everything that is given to us and the things that we work for. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of message that I want to send to my fans, you know? Absolutely. It's good to feel seen like that too. When you are vulnerable like that and you share your heart and the things that you have experienced and people hear them, see them and be like, oh, I feel that way too. And like, especially into the mass numbers. And that's like one really great thing that can come from the show. I know there's like ups and downs with following and Instagram and all the things, but like that at least is one really great thing that can come from it. So I'm glad that it was received that way because I myself could relate exactly to what you said. So thank you for saying it. Thank you. I want to know, well, this is just a dumb question, but what was worse being dumped on your birthday or COVID? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think both were equally terrible. COVID, of course, you could possibly die. So that's really bad. But um, I think the emotional hurt is what is I have trouble with, like emotions in general. So I think being emotionally hurt was more detrimental in my mind than COVID was. Um, Because like COVID, I'm going to I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get over it, you know, but like heartbreak, Mm -hmm. you start doubting yourself and it takes time, you know, like to get over that because it's a mental thing. It's not something that you can keep drinking medicine. and It'll it'll go away, you know. So I think the heartbreak was probably. Yeah, and I feel like the heartbreak might have even lasted longer than yeah. COVID did, depending yeah. on if you lost your taste. No, or it was actually really bad. I left the show and I felt so uneasy. I'm like, I am hung up on a dude, on a guy? I was so, like, beyond myself. I called all my friends as soon as I got home. Actually, I didn't want to go home. I remember I was fighting with the producer. I'm like, send me to San Diego. I want to be with my friends. It's my freaking birthday. Like, I'm going to go to the club. They're like, okay, are you sure you don't want to go home? I'm like, no, I want to go to San Diego. So I flew straight to San Diego from so okay. had a boys night because all my they're like the best energies my boyfriend my boyfriends but yes <laughs> um 
we just all like had a great time and it was like one of the best birthday weekends and then I flew home. So Oh, that's perfect. You got to like get out of your system. Yeah. Love that. Um, so I feel like in that world and Bachelor, now that you've made it through the whole season and everything, I learned a lot about myself and about dating. So Tammy, what did you learn through that process? Maybe just through Paradise. Like what did you learn about yourself? Um, what would you change if you were to do it again? And then what are you going to take that and apply to dating life after the show? I think, again, my biggest challenges were being present in the moment and dealing with my emotions. And I think I really learned that I am capable of doing those things from my experience in paradise is that I'm hard. I'm a hard person to date because I'm very not easy to read. And then I'm wishy-washy. But I think that if I just let go and let someone in just a little bit, I could build Mm -hmm. such a great relationship with someone. And I know that I'm capable of doing it because I haven't been in a relationship since I was 21, you know, or 20. Mm. Yeah. So I think just yeah. letting myself be able to do it w- w- was making, making the biggest difference for me. And that's what I want to apply to like my dating life afterwards. Yeah. It's kind of leading with that vulnerability a little bit more, which is very hard, but very necessary. Very oh, I hate being vulnerable, but that's what you got to do when you want to build a connection with someone, you know, is be vulnerable. Did you feel like you started doing that with Thomas? Oh yeah. hundred mm, percent. That makes sense. We talked, about, we talked about so many things. We related to so many things that I would like never even tell like my best friends now. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why I was so hung up on him because I trusted him so much. You know, I didn't even tell these things to my family and I'm telling this guy who I just met a couple weeks ago, but mm. Yeah. I think you'll find it. It's just, I think it's easier when it is right. And you can like trust the person. It, like you are more willing to open up instantly. Yeah. It's, but it's scary. <laughs> oh, it's scary, dude. Oh my, oh my God. So then with the end of paradise, how do you feel about the couples? Do you feel like they're going to last? Like what is your, like, yes. Yes. I love the couples that came out of it. I'm obsessed with Riley and Marissa. Same. First like black couple to ever come out of this franchise, which is mind blowing. It's been going on for what, 25 years now, mm-hmm. literally my entire lifetime. Wow. And that's crazy to think that's about the first time. Like it's just, yeah, there's so many changes that are going to be happening to this franchise. And I really hope, you know, to be a part of that change. Cause it's just like, it's slow and steady, but it's so worth it. And it's so big. So yeah. Yeah. I will say I definitely saw a change in the season from watching it. And I, I loved that because we got to see people that we didn't really know that well from other seasons and like different love stories happen. And one of the things I really enjoyed was everyone calling each other out, like we mentioned before, on being devious beforehand. So was there – what was that like for you? Because I remember – I think it happened a lot in my season where people talked before, like made little arrangements or like a little agreements, not necessarily like packs or like – strategies but like some people it was a little weird so how did you feel about that for you and do you think that it's in the future that people are going to continue to strategize and be like Brendan and Piper or do you think that we've learned our lessons like what is your perspective on that I feel like people think that they're smarter than they actually are um because if I was Brendan and Piper I would do it such a I would go about it in such a different way yeah but I can see why they went about it the way that they did you know Mm -hmm. I don't know I I don't have a problem with calling people out. I think that even if I'm your friend, a real friend would call you out on your shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, why would you let your friend do wrong things? Mm-hmm. A real friend would look out. So they just save them, you know, mm-hmm. but I think people are still going to talk. I think COVID really helped because everyone was hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. People for a whole year. Yeah. It just, I mean, it's cool how you go about it, you know, and your true intentions, the way that they use Natasha was so dirty and so, disgusting Mm -hmm. and that hurt them in the long run you know that's true I think Demi even brought that up like yes I was dating someone before kind of but we weren't actually in a relationship and I was open with Derek the entire time where she didn't wasn't or where Brendan was not like that with Natasha truthful yeah the difference is that Demi she said it right from the get-go you know very transparent very clear Mm -hmm. of what the situation is I think if Brendan did the same thing it would have worked out differently for him yeah I mean, I loved the way that Bachelor Nation rallied for that um, little oh, week or two, <laughs> the followers. That was the powerful thing I've ever seen in I my know. life. I know. It was incredible. Like, I every TikTok, I watched every single one. I was on my Explorer page. I was just like, it was a good TV. It was a good time for me. I really enjoyed that. But yes. I, it's all the love that she has ever deserved. So yes, very happy for that. Even though it, it sucked to be in that situation, for sure, I think that – Sometimes you have to go through the hurt to get 
to where you're ultimately meant to be. And I feel like she's in a good place. I love that. Um, Tammy, I'm going to ask you my final questions that I kind of ask everyone. They're very broad, but thanks for being here. Um, first question is anything that you might have overshared that you would want to take back, do differently, or kind of alter? It could be social media, it could be TV, it could be just with your friends, anything oversharing related. Oversharing. Um, sometimes I do go on and on about like, or maybe, I mean, is undersharing a thing? Yeah, I feel like I'm an undershare. I undershare a lot of things about my family. Hmm. And I think I, I, when I do overshare things about my family, I say it so nonchalantly. It's just like, wait, what, what just happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I need to be, if I want to share those stories, I need to say it with my chest, you know, and like mm-hmm. actually mean what I say. And if I'm going to tell the story, I should tell the full story. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of people don't understand my family dynamic. It's very confusing, yeah. but I think cause I'm so nonchalant about it. Cause I don't want to feel the hurt that my family has given me, I kind of undershare or overshare very quickly. Yeah. I think I, I remember that from the first episode. I was like, whoa, wait, wait, go back to what is your relationship with your parents? I, yeah. I remember that. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, it's fascinating. I think you should share the full story because it gives you a little bit more context even into who you are and like what makes Tammy Tammy. Yeah. It makes sense. I try to share it on my social media, but then like people ask so many different questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it would be just easier if I like, did a live or something about yeah. it to answer the questions. Cause there's so many um, different ways and like questions that happen, you know, like, yes, my mom left me, but we are great friends now. You yeah. know, like my dad isn't my real dad, but we are business partners. I like, it just makes such a difference, but everyone's like, what, what the heck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hearing that in passing, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. I, I understand yeah. that. I think you should, even if it's just like a, an IGTV or something, just yeah. this is Tammy. <laughs> Talking about my family is very, a vulnerable subject for me. So like, that's why I say it's so yeah. jokingly, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day. Yeah. When your vulnerable Tammy comes out for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What, Tammy, do you want to be remembered by? It could be TV-related or just, like, in general, what do you want to be known for or remembered by? I want to be known for being a loyal friend and always sticking up for voices that can't be heard Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I will happily be the loud voice that helps everyone else be heard. Everyone needs a Tammy for a friend. (laughs) I need you (laughs) in my life. Like, hey, um, can you tell them I did I needed this drink and they didn't make it for me right? And Tammy, can you get- <laughs> Absolutely. But you see, like, you know, you just are very polite with it. I'm just very – I have no problem with it. No, that. it's direct. It's perfect. I'm, I'm, yeah, a very direct person. I'm the person that's like, you can be upset, feel bad, but, like, let's get up. You're a bad bitch. Like, let's keep yeah. going. It's, like, positive affirmations yeah. underneath of it for sure. Um, last question on this, any last piece of advice? It could be related to what we talked about or any general advice from you. Um, I think my main advice is always, if you work hard, you will always get the things that you want in this world, you know, mm-hmm. and the only person that ever can hold you back is yourself. Mm-hmm. So just freaking do it. Just do what you want to do. I agree. Thank you, Tammy. I have actually one more question. Anything that they didn't show about you on your experience on Paradise that you wish they had or anything that we didn't see that you really I wish they Honestly, I really wish they showed my relationship a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that would have really helped viewers see, like, how I am as, like, a lover, essentially. Yeah. Um, because I, w- I was very vulnerable with Thomas. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just- you know, and it, like, makes me afraid again. I'm like, maybe I should never be vulnerable ever again. It's not going to be shown anyways, you know. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. I think that also would have given context to like the breakdowns that you had after it because it, it just looks like, why is Tammy crying? Like they weren't even together. But like if you would have seen. I wasn't even crying that much. But the way they broke it down, it made me seem like I was crying every day. I think I cried like twice. Yeah, I feel that. I you cried less than I did. And that, my crying never got shown until I got sent home. So there's no right way, I guess. Um, <laughs> Tammy, where can everyone find you? All the social stuff and what you're up to. You can find me on Instagram at Tammy K. Lee on Twitter. I'm hilarious on Twitter. Very relentless. Who is Tammy K? And now I'm on TikTok. Uh, same thing as my Instagram handle. So lots of fun things happening and keeping up with my life. I've been really into my mini vlogs lately. Yes, I enjoy that. I can, I can always say that I'm really busy, but actually showing it, people are like, oh my God, like <laughs> what? Yeah. So gives it context. Yeah. Well, keep doing everything you're doing, Tammy, because it's working and I'm excited to watch more and I hope that you find your person soon. Thank you. I think it'll be soon. Yeah. Hopefully. I have a good feeling. I don't know why. Just but... stay open, be vulnerable. <laughs> it'll work out, I promise. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. So much for having- 
that is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime, this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.